Miami-Dade County is partnering with you to help keep our community safe from COVID-19 now and in the future. Do your part by getting your booster, staying home if you're sick, and getting tested if you think you have symptoms. We'll keep doing our part to protect our children's education and ensure testing, vaccines, and boosters are available for all so that our entire community continues to thrive. It's our best plan. For more information, visit miamidade.gov coronavirus. Another edition of the Behind the You podcast, what we'll call this a, a gold jacket edition, a Hall of Fame edition, as we are joined by <laughs> a Kane legend, a Rochester legend, and someone who has recently been inducted into the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame and a employee of the University of Miami now, as she's come back again, assistant coach Shanice Johnson, Kane's women's basketball. Welcome to the Behind the You podcast. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to the 585, The Rock. We are in the house, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> yes, yes, ma'am, we are. All right, so what's it like to slip on the gold jacket? Well, it was actually a little tight. Um, I think I gained <laughs> a few pounds as a newly uh, first-year coach. I'm not in my playing days anymore. Um, so when John came over from the Hall of Fame to size me, um, I definitely went up a size, but <laughs> it was it was a it was a great experience overall. Uh, I know everybody always talks about how much of a of an honor it is, um, but it 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 really is uh, once you actually put it on and you feel it, and then you look over to your left and you see other canes who you played with or who you um, talked to or who you struggled with, and it was just it, it was a blessing and it was a great family to share. I mean, a, a great moment to share with my family and those uh, those other honorees from the University of Miami. Now, be honest with us, have like, since that night, have you like slipped it on and just looked at it, you know, just kind of fashioned yourself in the mirror or anything like that? Hell yeah, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You only get one. You only get one. And it's, it's been amazing. I've tried it on probably twice. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Excellent. Probably didn't get any, probably didn't get any bigger though, unfortunately. Unless, uh, no. yeah, no, but that's all right. All right, so a couple things. I need to know the origination of the nickname, Momo. Can we can we get into that, please? Where did that start? Everyone asked this question, Josh. So it's Shanice Monet Johnson. Um, okay. I was named by my father, Stan Johnson. Um, and my sister, her name is Chantelay Monique Johnson. And we have that same little French little theme going on with our, our names. We have the same initials. So it's Mo, Momo. Uh, my grandma calls me Mooter. But let's let's uh, not let's not keep that one going. <laughs> no, no, you didn't have to. You, well, you divulged it. So I can't I can't I can't promise what happens once people listen to this. But I will not call you. Uh, I will not call you that. I need to pick apart some of the things. Now, you only, you told me before we did this, that you like to talk, not really afraid of the, the microphone. You, you have an effervescent personality. And I'm going back and doing my research. You only went for three minutes at the Hall of Fame. I was figuring you were good for a good five to ten. <laughs> What's that all about? You, ha you have to know your audience. Um, Jack McClinton talked for about 15 minutes. So he I cut into your time today. I was, I was, yeah, he did. And there was, there was two, there were two classes being inducted. That oh, night. right, so right, right, right. People were ready to go home and you have to, you have to read the room, right? You have to know your audience when, when you are speaking. So when people okay. tune in to hear your podcast behind the you, it's like, Okay, they're they're here to listen, but everyone else is everyone is they want to see their kid, they want to eat a little bit of food, and they're they're ready to go home. So I kept it short. Kept it okay. Sweet. So I got, but even within those three minutes, I got a couple of things. I got to, this is where I'm going to start because you said some things that were intriguing to me. So one of the things you said is, growing up in Rochester, you did not dream of going to college, or did not dream of maybe playing basketball in college. Maybe I I, I kind of mis misheard that, but but. What were you thinking about back then? <laughs> Not school. It was more so school. Um, so, you know, at a very early age, my mom and my, and my father, they, they both said like, hey, you know, you can't do one without the other. But like, I, I only was interested in one. And it wasn't academics. It was definitely basketball. Um, so for me, it was, it was getting the degree. I always knew that I would be pretty good at basketball because my sister played before me. 
my father was an amazing athlete and my mother actually played basketball under the same high school coach that my sister and I played for as well. Um, so it's in the family. I knew that I would play sports, but it was just the other aspect of um, the, ac the academic part where I didn't know if I would have the discipline um, or the, the stamina to finish. So, so what kicked in? Something got you there. <laughs> Support. And then, I, and then, you know, as you, as you get older, you start to look around, right? You start looking at family members. You start looking at your environment, your environment um, older, older cousins. And you're like, well, I don't know if this is, if this is how I envision my life um, or, or if this is it. And I, I, at the end of the day, I just, I wanted more. Um, I wanted more for myself. I wanted more for my family, um, my mother and my, 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 my grandparents and my mom and my, my, my sister, they're, they're a big reason of why I do what I do. They're a large reason of why I do what I do. Um, and at the end of the day, it's, it's all about pleasing them and making them feel proud um, because they were the ones who, who made those sacrifices for me along the way. So when did you know you were pretty good at hoops? <laughs> I knew I was good, um, but I didn't believe in myself. I think I started believing in myself when I was a, maybe a junior in high school a junior in high school. And that's like when I stopped getting in trouble as much. Um, I got into a little bit of trouble as a sophomore, as a freshman. And as what kind of, what kind eighth, of trouble? Momo, what kind of trouble? Uh, just being a class clown. Um, you know, that was, I don't really want to divulge that information because I'm no longer that person. But uh, I got into a couple of fist fights back in the day just because that was the area. You know, that was, that was the environment. And, and when someone challenged you, if you back down, people are going to continue to, to bully you. So I had to stand my ground um, in the environment that, that I was in. And I'm, I'm so glad and thankful that I you know, was able to escape it because I can now just shine and be a light and smile and bring positive energy. And that's really what I'm, what I'm, what I'm known for nowadays. So, um, you know, like I said, the sacrifices that were made for me, um, it wasn't in vain. So uh, you, you, you said somewhere, I don't remember where, but you said, so when you first started playing, you played against boys or did you play against boys a lot? You, you told a oh, story yeah. about after, after church, you and your sister taking on two oh, boys, yeah. taking their money. So what oh, was yeah. that like? Oh yeah. So we would bust out. So Sundays, <laughs> there was a park right across the street from my grandfather's church. Uh, Bishop Barry McCullough, he owns a church called Faith Temple Apostolic, um, located on 141 Arnett Boulevard. Ah, just a quick little plug. As you can see, I still attend there uh, whenever I'm home. But at the end of the day, it was about like showing your grit, um, earning, earning respect from people. You know, you have an address and you have on some frilly little socks, some, some short heels coming out of a Sunday service. And you walk over to the with a bag of chips in your hand and everybody's looking at you like, oh, I want to talk to that girl. But it's like, oh, no, I'm, hey, I'm trying to take your money. Like, so me and my sister, we would walk up and we would have our dresses on and we would have our ball and we would low key like shark people out of money because I didn't think that we could play. <laughs> so that's how we made our, our, uh, how do you say? Like our Name? leisurely money. Oh, you're no, leisurely like money. money. Yeah, I got that's what we I got now, how old yeah. did, now, how old are you at this point? I was when about maybe going... 14, 15, 14. Okay. Yeah. And so did you develop a reputation? Like, did people know you? Yeah, they did after. But, like, the area that we were in, because it was, it was called the West Side. Um, and so I was growing, I grew up on the East Side, but our church was on the West Side. So everyone on the West Side, they didn't know me. But everyone on the East Side, if I was to go to a park on the East Side, they'd be like, oh, that's, that's Momo, that's Sean, you know? So the West Side people, they didn't know me. You also, so how... Rochester, I wouldn't have guessed this, but you said a lot of talent came out of your neighborhood. A little bit. Um, you said a bunch of had, people went to play D1. Caitlin Howe, uh, Bria Jackson. Uh, who else? Eva. Eva Reddick. She played at, at, at Delaware. Dane Miller. Um, my brother just finished at uh, Park University. Corey Reeves. Um, he played NAIA. Uh, who else? Who else? Caitlin Howe. Did I did, did I say Caitlin Howe? I think you did. She was well, she was like the first person to come out of or the first like real 
women's basketball player who I like idolized myself where I was like oh I want to be like her or I want to be not like her but just similar to like that notoriety of like and model my game because she had a jump a sweet jump shot sweet jump shot and she used to beat up on Russia Marietta back in the day when my older sister played so I made sure when my when my time came to Fairfield who was the team that she played for at the time made sure that they didn't beat us <laughs> good job so you mentioned before you said probably your junior year right is when you you didn't I think I asked when when did you kind of arrive on the scene and you said really when you started be believing in yourself right and you're not the first yeah. you're really not the first athlete that we've had on here to say that so um what changed like why did you start what allowed you to take it to the next level mentally from a confidence standpoint that allowed your game to take off I took myself more seriously and then you know, I had people investing in me and I didn't know if I didn't know at the time that I was worth investing in. And so when when you see other people around you start to um, stay late as I finish a paper so I can play in the basketball game the next day. Right. Or, um, hey, come in early so we can get this test done so you don't have to worry about it because I know you guys are traveling for a game. So it was like these small little things that uh, teachers would do when student teachers and teachers aides they start helping you out and investing in you and figuring out ways that figuring out ways to make you better. Um, it made you want to. It made my. Well, it made myself think about well, damn, if they're doing this for me, imagine if I was actually doing this for myself, or if I cared enough to get it done the first time around. You know what I mean? How much further along we I would I would be. And when I say we, I mean my my, my family. So it was just, you know, when people started doing small things for you, it's like, okay. And then, I, but, but then also before I, before I wasn't mature enough, I was thinking like, okay, well, how can I manipulate this? Right? Like as a kid, you're like, well, how can I get out of this? Like, okay, well, I know if I miss this, they'll let me make it up. And that's who I was before. And so it was, it was you know, great to see the, the evolution and when people start taking you seriously, you gain respect. So I really enjoyed the respect and I wanted to be taken seriously. And uh, when I started believing in myself, that's when the respect started coming. And when the accolades start coming in, I mean, you were a McDonald's all American. So when did the, yeah. when were you aware of the notoriety that I'm pretty good at this sport? People are interested in me coming to play for their school at the collegiate level. And I think I can do this at a high level. Yeah, it, probably, it was, it was about my junior year. Yeah, it was, it was the same year. Um, you know, I was I was receiving letters when I was in eighth grade. I had a shoeboxes of letters. My mother could tell you all about it. You might have to get my mom on here one time. Because um, her her side of the story, her perspective is completely different. But she would hide them from me because she didn't want my head to get all large. She would hide the letters? Yeah. Yeah, she started hiding them because there was, I already had like four large boxes of like thin letters filled all the way up to the brim. So... She was like, man, I don't want her to, you know, get a big head. I want her to remain humble. I want her to continue being a kid. Um, but at the same time, like, we have a great opportunity here, and she has to understand that. And so about my junior year, uh, my senior year, that's when things really, really took off. It was about it's the summer of my junior year because that's when AAU was, you know, hitting and around. It's not as huge as it is nowadays. Oh, my gosh. What a, what a world. It's completely different now. But um, – and you're Back experiencing day, you know. you're experiencing it from the other side. Oh, it's oh my gosh, it's 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 different. Yeah. So <laughs> when did my, so so how, what? Talk to me about your recruitment. So uh, if you're a McDonald's All American and you're a Miss you know Miss New York basketball, I imagine you got people knocking on your door left and right. So when did when does, how does it come to be Miami? Like, how does Miami enter that scene? How, you know, when does Miami enter the radar? Why Miami? You know, you know what's crazy, Josh? I didn't like to talk on the phone. Um, I never talked on the phone. Like, Miami was the only one who could really get me on the phone. I talked to Boston College, um, Yvonne Hawkins a little bit, Coach, Coach Yvonne. She's actually still coaching now. I just seen her on the road when we were recruiting, and she's like, wow, look at, look at how, full, how full circle this has come. Um, but honestly, it was it was Katie Meyer, her spirit. Once I got on campus, it was a, it was a, it was a done deal. Her vision, her spirit. I prayed on it. Um, it was more so about she didn't sell me like everyone who I, who I 
who I talked to or who I visited, hey, here's what we can do for you. Hey, here's how we can make you a star. Hey, all you have to do is sign here and show up. And it's like, that's not how it's been for me in my life. Where I'm from, if somebody give you something free, you're gonna have to pay that back or you're gonna have, like, you're gonna owe something. And so that didn't really resonate with me. And the angle in which Katie Meyer came at me in was, hey, if you put your best foot forward, there's a pretty good chance that you may be a starter. <laughs> like, you know what I, like, but she never promised me anything. Never. And you, li- not, and never. you liked, and you liked that. I liked, I loved the challenge because it was real. It was authentic and it was honest. And now mind you, she had zero leverage. They were, <laughs> she had zero leverage. We were not a great basketball team at that time. I believe we were, I think they won two ACC games or well, you know games. what? Um, I did want to ask you that because I was going back and obviously the time you were there, you guys took the program to unprecedented heights, but like the two or three years previous, the program wasn't really good. In fact, you might say it was bad. So, so so I was trying to, so in my head, I'm like, wait, Shanice Johnson, McDonald's all American program's not so good. And yet she comes. Does that, does that speak to your coach? Does that speak to coach Meyer? It, it speaks to Katie Meyer. It, it speaks volumes of Katie Meyer and just her leadership. And then, but also her authenticity and genuine, like she's so genuine. She cares more about you as a person and as, as you're becoming a woman and the characteristics that you need in order for you to be successful in life. She truly, like that's what, she, like she loves teaching, right? And then she just so happens to be great at basketball as well. And that's the passion that she chose to operate in but she's really more of a people's person and a teacher. And I think I love that aspect of it and um, that dynamic of our, of our relationship. But, so if you, if you never, if you never but, picked up the phone, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But also I wanted to be a pioneer. Like I didn't want to go and be another number at UConn. I didn't want to be an all American, just another, like somewhere where everybody's an all American. Like I have five other all American. I didn't want to do that. It was more so I wanted to create my own lane I wanted to, um, you know, retire my jersey somewhere. Uh, I wanted to hold records. Not saying that I couldn't do that at a UConn, but you, the the competition would have been greater, right? We've I've I've covered high school sports down here, and I've had a number of conversations with all different people around sports. Um, you know, just mentality, you know, thought process, etc. And there's one that goes around big fish, small pond, or big fish, big pond. And mm-hmm. so, and some people would make the case, you know, big fish, big pond would be Yukon, big fish, small pond. I don't want to say UM is a small pond, but you, a big fish in a smaller pond, let's say, can be beneficial to the athlete, sometimes more so than big fish, big pond. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it was, it was more so about that. And then also the class sizes were, they was very important to me as well. The 12 to one, you know, student, to teacher ratio, like that was, that's huge. That, that was a huge selling point. Um, Cause I wanted to be able to talk to my professors. I didn't want to be in a big hall and they don't even know my name, you know? And that's yeah, something we, about the University of Miami that I love. Look at you recruiting just a little bit here now too. So you got your coaching, you got your coaching shoes on. I hear you. Hey, I, I was thinking facts, Josh. <laughs> I see you. I see you, Coach Johnson. Um, Tell me why I came to you, Josh. Why I came? <laughs> hey, um, so that pioneer mindset, was that yours? Uh, was that advice you were given? Where did that come from? That was totally from myself. Um, it came from me. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. And then the other thing I wanted to ask was, um, you mentioned before, you didn't really like to talk on the phone. Yeah. But somehow Coach Meyer and UM kept getting through. How'd that, how, what, was, what was the Not magic? Not much. Not, Not much. much. Okay, but they, they got you down for a visit. But they, they, yeah, they definitely got me down. And with the help of Lana Hall, um, who probably called me more than everybody because she's just like, I'm just going to keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. She's our director of operations now. Um, she's the one who, who really got me on the phone because she was really, really persistent. And she was the coordinator of recruiting operations at the time. Um, and she's and we're actually working together now. It's 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 amazing. So, 
you had a connection with Coach Meyer and the staff, and you got down to Miami. So was it a no-brainer? Was Miami a no-brainer? Yeah. Or yeah. Yes. Yes. Totally on My a vision, mom, right? Totally on a vision. Totally so what? What? It, so it, what it was, was the vision? Spirit. It what was, was the vision? Spirit vision. It was. Well, the, we wanted to win an ACC championship. We 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 became number one in the ACC. We shared that title my junior year with uh, Duke. Right, but but when she's recruiting you, you had two ACC wins. Yes. So but what? So we also had Requana Williams, who's in the league right now, currently playing for the Las Vegas Aces. Yes. So that was another like selling point where she was like, "Listen, we have another dynamic guard. You will not be by yourself." She was like, "You know, I just took this job. I've been here a couple years." Um, she was trying to band together her actual first or second recruiting class. You know what I mean? So it was a whole different wave that was coming in and a whole different set of type of people who were leaving. So I, I, bought, I bought into that. And did you know Raquana or did you know that I didn't know her personally, but did the name mean mm-hmm. anything to you? The name meant nothing. You just it believe coach, Ma- you just believe coach Meyer that th- it's, this is another quality I, I, I believed her. I believed every word. And I still do. She's never lied to me. I've been known her since I've been in seventh grade. She's never lied to me. And what do you think? What, did you like Miami? Like when you came for your visit, did you like Miami? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm back here, Josh. I kind of like Katie Meyer. <laughs> no, I get that. I but I'm like... saying when you came on your visit, for someone that doesn't <laughs> talk to a lot of people and didn't want to, yeah. you know, had a very mature perspective on like hey what do i want my career to look like and then you get to a city like this from rochester mm-hmm. i would have did yeah. you did you also kind of did that also appeal to you because we are not like everywhere else oh absolutely what take me from rochester new york to the south beach fountain blue oh my gosh you have a breakfast out there you can see the water you got the palm trees flowing it was a movie it was a movie <laughs> so absolutely that definitely helped right but at, at the end of the day, like we're in Coral Gables, our 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 university is in Coral Gables, and so yeah, when I when I was so, able to right, we gotta we gotta we gotta clarify that for all the people that say we're on South Beach or come to South Beach, it's not even close. <laughs> they think no. we're on South Beach, and there's like strobe lights and like yeah. whistles and and glow in the dark. Like this, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's a private institution, people. <laughs> it's yeah. gated. It's you can walk the whole campus. It's it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Okay, so we've now we've done the, the big Katie Meyer setup, and then you get to Miami, and you want to. There's that da- doubt creeps. I don't know. You say it. I mean, I don't know. Quit. I know I'm not quits the appropriate word. You wanted to go home, but like you said, you said it was ridiculously tough. So like, what was that rite of passage like? So I did quit. Okay. I tried. Well, at least I tried to quit. <laughs> I did try Why? to quit. Why? Um, never worked so hard. They, what they were asking from me, I've never, out, I've never put that much out before, from a work capacity standpoint. I was just freaking good. Like, I was just good. Like, talentedly, like I was just skilled. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't know I had to work that hard because I'm like, I'm already better than these people in my head as an immature, you know, teenager. That's what I was thinking. Like, I'm already better than them, and I didn't know that I'd be playing other guards in the ACC that were better than me, <laughs> bigger than me, stronger than me. And so you didn't, I didn't know that at the time. I didn't know what I was preparing for. Um, you know, Keeger, Carolyn Keeger, currently the head coach at Penn State. Uh, we, we spent an awful amount of time together as well. She was um, the guard development coach. She showed me film of what I was going to be up against and why I needed to work as hard as I needed to work. And also, where I need to take my game. So she was the one who really broke it, the one who really broke it down for me. But my mother and Katie Meyer, uh, the day that I the day that I quit or tried to quit, I always say tried to quit because I, I did quit, but they didn't let me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm on a football field. It's like six o'clock in the morning. It's hot in the summertime. Like how is it hot before the sun even comes up, right? But it's, it's hot. Um, I got my shirt off. I'm in my, I'm in my sports bra, I'm sweating crazy. And I'm thinking we're almost done. Like, we've been going for 45 minutes here. 
and at the time our strength our conditioning coach was uh Klitsch. Uh if if you are any familiar with the football team back then, you know who Klitsch is. He I do. Trained every, he he knows everyone. So he was no joke. Um and and our, our the conditioning that we were doing was it was a mind over matter situation. I will say that. Um and I, I was throwing up. I, I started to cry. My legs were shaking. Um, and he's like, you have more in you. Stop saying you can't. You have more in you. And so I'm just like, I don't. I don't. And I just, well, I was like, I'm done. I gave all up. I quit. And like, I just, I walked away. Um, I didn't walk too far because my legs were like, <laughs> Bambi, because they were like little deers, little Bambi deers, shaking all over the place. So I actually didn't make it too far. I sat Indian style <laughs> on the football field and just they knew right. And watched they're like shaking. They're like, hey, coach, she ain't gonna make it very far. Don't worry about it. She's she's I, not gonna I, make it. We grinded her out today. She ain't gonna make it down the street. Yeah. So did any? But did any of the um, frustration relative to like, hey, man, this is this is hard. I don't want to be here. Was did any of it? Uh, was it all about the work or was any of it, did any of it um, have to do with any doubt of your ability or your uh, belonging at that level? Or was it just about, I can't, I just, the work's, it's too much work. For, for, for myself, it was my first year, like my freshman year, like before. So in the summertime, you, you train before your season. You, right. I didn't I didn't know what I didn't play anyone yet. So I didn't even have that thought of, hey, I'm not good enough. So at, at the beginning, it was the work. The D1, you're you're at the U. This is what it takes. You know what I mean? And I didn't know that part of it. Um, and then our freshman year, when we got our behinds waxed, then the a doubt started creeping in of like, well, dang, maybe. I'm not that good or I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't as good as I thought I was or we're not as good as we think we are. And like, and that's when it switched. And then that next summer, now I'm leading the workouts. Now I'm talking, now I'm laughing, now I'm encouraging. And it was just, it was, it was, it was completely different. Um, but you, you have to go through that period of, of like, I don't want to say breakdown, but like, break down, like wash away all that other doubt and, and nonsense of like who, who you think you are and understand that there's another layer layer, and there's another level that you need to reach in order, in order to be who you say you are and who you say you want to be. Um, and then, and, and then the, the group that we had around us, the coaching staff was amazing, super positive, right? But you're going to work. And like, we still have that same dynamic today. Um, and then you have to have a tough strength and conditioning coach. And I think Klitsch was amazing at the time and then we also had another guy his name was Alex Parr um who who was amazing and taught us taught us about mobilization and functionality and being you know calm in the air and letting your body flow and he was all about agility and hips and like and I think I thought that that took us to another level as well so I would it sounds like you talked about um, Coach Keegs, who went to Penn State Coach Meyer I imagine there were a lot of that first year there were a lot of deep convert there were a lot of conversations just talks about <laughs> basketball, me, where I, I, sticking, staying, believing you got this future, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm at, it sounds like there was a lot of sort of self evaluation, not evaluation, but a lot of self reflection, for sure. maybe some self help or group help, you know, with, with the staff, but that's what they're there for, right? To support you and get you through it. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was exactly that. Uh, I would go lay on, so Coach Meyer, she has an open door policy. Um, and, you know, as, as a head coach, you have a million things on your plate. Um, she still has this policy today. I think I might use it even as an employee now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Coach. <laughs> you heard that, Coach. <laughs> Go in there and um, kick a couple kids out. Be like, hey, it's my turn. I got to talk. I need the couch today. I need it today. So um, she she had that, you know, the wisdom to like understand like we're we're going through a transition and we're far away from home and she has a lot of international kids on on her team as as well 
And so I'm sure she uses that as a way to connect and not just be the coach, right? Because she's also a person. She's, you know, she's very, she's very loving. She's an aunt. Um, she's, she's a mentor. She was very mother-like for, for, for me. Um, and then Carolyn Keeger also had that, that policy as well. So I would, I would use both of them depending on what I needed at the time. Um, just to lay my head down and, you know, cry and or yell, scream, get angry, curse, you know, curse. And, oh, I don't know if I can do this or, hey, what do you guys think about this? You know, so it just depends on, you know, what you need in the, in, in the moment. And you can go in anyone's office and get that. So it was it was it was a blessing, man. It was it was a blessing. And I, I miss it. Like thinking back and like now I'm that person. And like now I have a couch. <laughs> yeah, but you lived it, right? And who better to tell all these your team about than someone who lived it herself with yeah. the coach that they are playing for that you also played for? It's, it's unbelievable. Um, it, I mean, it's not really because we always said that some way we would find our way back to each other. Me and Kate, we always stay connected throughout our years. Like, I remember I got hurt in 2017, uh, tore my ACL, blew it out, uh, lateral medial meniscus, gone, everything just three out of four major ligaments, Pew! never had a major injury, never had a major injury before Josh. That was my first one. Um, and Coach Meyer hit me up like, hey, heard the news, like, hey, do you need it? Do you need a getaway? You know, like, are you okay mentally? Like, you know, like I'm here for you. Called her, hey, yeah, coach, you know, this, is, this has been really hard. Like I'm, I'm really struggling. She's like, listen, I've, I've, I've been through it. Why don't you come stay at my house in Key Largo? I'm in, I'm in a WBA at this time. Um, Actually, you like, know, it's hey, funny. She, she, she was on the podcast. Uh, we did two episodes and um, I tried to, I tried to negotiate uh, a stay at one of the house. She got one in Key Largo, I think one in South Carolina. And I tried mm -hmm. to negotiate, I tried to Lake negotiate, mm -hmm. I tried to negotiate a stay. It didn't work out too well yet, it but did, she, did, she did say the door was, <laughs> she did say the door was open. She'd leave the key. Yeah. So I'm but that's to, just I'm the type of person she is, you know? No, I, I, I get it. I, and did it work? Yeah. Did it help? Did you go? I, I went, I took her up on her offer. Uh, I stayed for about a week and a half and it was exactly what I needed before I went into my surgery. Um, re reflection, uh, just to get away, away from people. Um, you know, just, I just needed to just be in solitude and think about how I'm going to spend my next five years, because that's really all I really had left in the, not even, I didn't even make it to five years. I thought it was, I was gonna have five years um, left in the W. But um, I, I didn't even make it there. So I had to start thinking about life after basketball and that's what that opportunity was for. So when you started thinking about life after basketball, when did coaching, when was that seed planted? I didn't think I was gonna coach. People always say, yeah, I always wanted to be a coach. Not me, nope, I, I had no idea. Um, I fell in love with it during the pandemic. I was up here at the University of Miami uh, playing pickup with the girls. Uh, like I always do, I usually come back in the summertime and beat up on the girls. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Carla, shout out to Destiny. You know, my girls, I always talk junk to them. Um, Lola, shout out, shout out to my girls. They, they're definitely beating me up now, but um, I, I, I used to always come back. Tamara James always comes back. Uh, Lamise James, she always comes back. We call, we call her Nisi. Uh, Charmaine Clark, she always shows her, shows her face and pops in and shows love. Um, so there's a, you know, a sisterhood that, that we've created here um, and that we try to you know, continue. So anytime I have a chance, I was preparing for overseas, I believe at the time. Um, oh no, I think it was my WNBA season. No, I was preparing for my WNBA season. And I started just talking to the girls, mentoring the girls. People were just reaching out to me and I just was like a big sister to them. Um, <laughs> when I left and, you know, coach was like, hey, the girls have been talking about you nonstop. Like, like, what did you do? What did you say? Like, you know, it was that moment. And I was like, honestly, coach, I was just being myself, keeping it real with them. Um, you know, telling them about my experiences here when I, when I walked these, these halls many moons ago. <laughs> the old, and, the uh, old head. You're the old head now. <laughs> yeah, man. Great. I got, I got gray hair now, Josh. I got no I'm hair, not, so I'm you're not up that on me. 
<laughs> I'd pay to be. I'd pay to be. I'd pay to be as old as you. What? Okay, tell us. No, I'm older. I'm way older than you, so I'd give, pay to go back. Salt. We got the salt and pepper going on. Give you us see salt. that? You saw the salt and pepper. <laughs> you see that? I see. That. Hey, so um, so you got so the itch start, and so you you left to go play another season yeah, of so WNBA. Yeah, I left um, to go to the, the Wubble. So that was the Wubble year, 2020. Went down oh, to Bradenton, the, the Florida. Wubble. The Wubble. I got gotcha. you. The Wubble. The Wubble. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the time, like, I didn't know that that was my last season. Um, it just so happened that an opportunity presented itself, and I didn't feel great during that season. Um, I, I tore my hamstring. Uh, as soon as I came back from that, I pulled my calf. Like I just kept getting re-injured, re-injured, re-injured. And I was like, man, I don't know how many, how many more seasons I'm going to be able to play. And then coach Meyer calls me out of the blue and is like, um, you know, there's an opportunity here for you uh, if you're open to it. And I'm just like, Hey coach, you know, I'm definitely open to it. Um, I had an amazing time with the girls. Um, I didn't realize um, how much of an impact they had on me. Um, and just being around their youthful, their, their youthful, their youthful spirit, um, their their passion for the game, I didn't have a burning desire in my gut to play anymore. Um, and when I didn't want to get up and work on my game, and I didn't want to get up and work on my body, uh, I knew that it was time for me to step aside. Um, I thought maybe I had one or two, one or two more years left, um, but it, you know, it turned out that I didn't, and the opportunity was the, the timing was perfect. Um, so she, she, she presented the offer. Uh, I said, coach, I'm going to have to think about it. Um, it would have to be, you know, it would have to make sense. And, you know, she told me as a first year coach, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't make a lot, but you know, I think you could be pretty good at this just like she did when I was a, a, a player. Um, I think you would be pretty good at this and I think you'll make money, you know, later on. So I was like, ah, it's my alma mater. Bleed orange and green why not why not I love I fell in love with the girls um then honestly that's that's the reason why I really wanted to do it their 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 spirit um their their impact I feel like they had on me um and just how how much they seek knowledge and seek the information like I loved I love that part of it and then the teaching aspect of the game when they're not able to do something and then we work on it for a month and then to watch them do it in a game setting, there is nothing like that. Like when the light bulb goes off, there's nothing like that. And I, I get so much joy out of seeing that when my girls are able to accomplish that. So, um, yeah, I think I found my next passion, Josh. All right, so here's the, here's the big question. So it sounds like you and Coach Meyer, when you were a player, you know, had a pretty good kinship and connection. But you're the player, she's the coach, right? There's always going to be a little bit of a rub somewhere, maybe, you know, the grades are there's grades of how big a rub that'll be, but still you're the 18 to 20 year old player and she's the, she's the coach. So the question I have is now that you, you played professionally, you played overseas and you've played for her and now you've coached for her. Do you understand? Like, do you look back when she was coaching you and go, yeah, nine, I get it. I know why she was like that. I know why she did that. I know why she said that. I, I, whatever questions I had, nope, throw it away. It's all clear. Yes. And we've had moments where we've literally locked eyes and been like, and just bust out laughing. Like, it's like, it's, 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 I can't explain um, the comfort, you know, that, that I, I get in like watching her do her thing with other kids. Right. And then stealing some of her like sayings, like, Hey, this is your, this, the world is, the world is your canvas right? You're the Picasso. You can paint, you can paint your own canvas. Like that's like, she's always said that like, so watching her still do her thing and, and have those little metaphors and those analogies, and they still hit today with the kids that we're recruiting and our prospects and like also who are currently on our team, like watching her do her thing. Um, it just, there's just so much, I don't, I don't know how to describe, it's just so much joy, like but I, I gotta say, you it must be crystal clear to you now, Shanice, 
what oh, she was yeah, doing absolutely. back, what she was doing back then. Absolutely. Now that you've played, lived, and now that you're working oh. for her, it's got to be crystal clear about everything she did when she coached you for four years. I get it. I get it. I get it more now. I absolutely understand the picture now. Um, I didn't know how hard coaching was. Like, I didn't know that it's not just about basketball and people, you know, it's about scouting. It's about relationships. It's about um, consistent energy. It's about um, being reliable, dependable, right? Picking up your phone, just those small things that like, I didn't know matter so much as a professional athlete. It's like, text me. <laughs> text me like now it's like the girls they want to facetime 24 7 you know hey coach like so it's just being available um being accessible being honest and getting these kids ready for the next level and it's has so fun doing that has she changed yes. at all she's just so much more positive now she uses her words better she's smarter um you know she's been in scenarios before so she knows how to navigate them a little bit better than, you know, like in, in previous years, like I say, you know, a teammate is having a quarrel with another teammate. Like back then she might've like stepped in. Like now it's like, she kind of lets the leaders figure it out. So there's some wisdom associated with that uh, where the coaches don't always have to be involved. Um, how are you as a coach? Are you what you thought you would be as a coach? Has some of that intensity of coach Meyer? Cause I just talking to you now, like I said, watched a bunch of interviews with you when you were playing and watched your hall of fame speech. And like, to me, you've got this, you've got the same kind of energy. You have an energy about you. Let me, but I know coach Meyer, she's got an energy too, but you can also be, you know, roll with an iron fist if, if need be. Um, and there's something good about that when you are the person in charge. So how are you as a coach? Yeah. You have to, you have to ask my kids that I, I think I'm one way, uh, how I'm, how I'm perceived is probably complete, completely different. Right. Um, you know, I like to say that I'm, a, I'm, I'm positive overall, but I'm going to give it to you straight. I'm not a beat around the bush. Uh, but at the same time, I'm, 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 I'm going to heal. I want to uplift. Right. And as a, I was a captain for four years. Even even as a freshman, I was I was a captain. So there's there's a certain level of positivity that you have to have because you need everyone who's on your team. And the only way that you're going to get that is by building relationships and building uh, rapport. Um, and so I try to mimic that uh, style when I was a when I was a player as a coach. Build relationships, build a rapport, so that way you can come at them straight and you can rule with the iron fist because they understand that it's coming from a place of love. But I like to laugh. I like to joke. Um, I'm the young buck on the, on the staff and everybody's always so serious, right? It's like, man, we're having fun. This is basketball. This is a game. This bigger thing is going on in life. Like let's, yeah, let's, let's get this done, but let's not forget about, you know, it's, 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 it's just basketball, you know? So, um, I think coach does a, a really good job of, of balancing that aspect, you know, of like, okay, We'll, you know, we'll, we'll crush them all week. Right. And then like Friday, like we'll, we'll play a whole bunch of games and like, we'll come in like, Oh, like, like, like we had a bad day. We'll come in and, you know, scare them. Like, listen, today's going to be terrible for you guys. Let you know. Now I just got a call from one of your academic advisors, such and such, you know what I mean? And like, so she'll play, you know, play, play games like that. And then we'll end up going over to the same volleyball court and playing volleyball. So you, you, you have to have that balance. It can't be all basketball, basketball, basketball. Um, and I think, you know, that Katie, Katie Meyer has that ratio figured out. So I, 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 I try to mimic her. Was it how, how significant, meaningful was it to be a part of her staff when she became the all-time winningest coach? Oh, yeah, that was dope. That was absolutely amazing. Um, it's like, hell yeah, that's what she should get. Yes deservedly so um and she's done it the right way you know and and she hasn't cheated um you know there's no no back doors um she's done it with a smile she's done it you know facing the sun and like i i i thought i i just think it it was it was um destiny 
Like I was supposed to be there. She, this was supposed to happen. Like everything that's happening now is like, wait, wait until these next couple of years. Like Miami, I'm, I'm listen, you better get your tickets now, Josh. Do not jump, jump on the bandwagon late. Y'all jump on the bandwagon, it's gonna be too late. Miami's a city where if you're not winning, they're not coming. But I'm telling you right now, you want to get your tickets for this 2022 season because we have some amazing, first of all, we have amazing transfers coming in, right? The twins. And then we also have Lazaria Spearman, FBC. Oh my gosh. She can dunk. She can shoot the three. She can handle the ball. There's nothing she can't do. And then we have Kyla, McDonald's All-American, 6'6", can also dribble the ball up, can get a rebound and go coast to coast and girl step like, Listen, and then we have, by the way, you're doing like a little Katie Meyer right now. You know that you're doing like little Katie Meyer when she was recruiting Shanice Johnson. You just, you're painting the vision. You're painting the picture. You got the canvas out and you're painting it for the whole UM women's basketball program. But that's just the new, those are just the new additions. Then we still have a steady roster coming back. Carla, we have Lola, Destiny, who hit that shot during the ACC with a turnaround jumper to take us to like, Listen, I mean, then we have our freshmen who were just freshmen last year who really, who really, honestly, they're so fearless. Like our balance of having our vets, like the Kelsey Marshalls and everyone up, like, but then the, the kids who didn't know, like, hey, this is a big moment and they're just out there playing reckless. Like that's what we needed. But now they have some experience under their belt and they work their butts off in the, in the postseason. But like, it's, it's just, I know it's going to be fun. And I, and we're going we're gonna to win some basketball games. So um, I'm just telling you right now, Josh, you have, to, you have to get to a game. You must get to a game. I'll this get year. to a game. I've been to games. I'll get to games. It sounds like you're a little excited. I don't know. I, I'm having a hard, a time little. My fin- I'm trying a hard time putting my finger on what's coming out. It sounds like excitement. I feel like it's excitement. Is it? Is it? I don't know. I think it is. No. I know what I think it is? <laughs> no, I'm hyped. You know what it sounds like? You want to start playing now. <laughs> oh, you want to get on the court now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, let me tighten up. Let me tighten up, Josh. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, so I got I to gotta go back to a part of the conversation. Um, we didn't really connect all the dots in, which was we got up to. We got so we're going uh, back to your playing. No, no, no. It's just how it's supposed to be. It's the beauty of the podcast. But I got to tie some dots, tie together some of the stories because I, I need to hear the answers, which is come to Miami first year, first off season, first workout, tough, grueling. I want to quit win two games that first year in the conference and next thing you know three years later you're co-acc champs you go to the ncaa tournament twice you're acc player of the year what 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 flipped how did it happen why the vision came true what she told you was going to happen came true the pioneering you fulfilled it but how did that happen you stopped fighting the process i bought in uh i you know, I was no longer calling home every week and, oh my gosh, this is the hardest thing of my life. No, it was like, this is where my feet are. I need to be here, right? I need to, um, what was the word? What was the word I used back in the day? Be present, be present, right? And like maximize everything around you. Um, and I think once I, I actually like, stopped fighting it and was like, this is where I am. This is a decision. This is the decision that I made. And yes, you knew it was going to be hard, but not this hard. Um, I think that's when everything flipped. And then that's when I started recruiting other people on my team. Like, Hey, this is, this is what we're doing. This is the way the train's going. Um, and once you have, you know, a solid core group, it's very difficult to break that. You know, so you mentioned you mentioned Raquana before, like, hey, Coach Meyer was telling me there's someone else coming. It's 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 we're, it's going to flip. It's going to turn. So when you first got on the court with her, what would you think? Oh, Raquana Williams is like I've, I've said this before. Raquana Williams is the most athletic woman I've ever seen in my entire life. I have never seen a woman. Run extremely fast. I don't know. I don't know if, if you've seen Bebe play before. Um, she's her, her explosion, right? So she can run extremely fast, stop on a dime, like Russell, like a Russell Westbrook and elevate over you. 
she could grab rim. <laughs> like, and then she'll shoot, and then she'll shoot your eyes out. So it's like, <laughs> it's like pick your pick your poison. Like, so for for me, I had I'd never seen someone so fast with the rock. Um, it wasn't just fast, like, oh, I'm just dribbling the ball, I'm fast with the ball. Like, no, like she had a crossover, right? She had a step back. She had a, I mean, she had a jump shot. She had a pull up. There was nothing that she could could that she could do, and that's why she's still a pro right now. Um, she's dealt with a, a couple injuries as well, but her jump shot—that's that's what's that's what's keeping her in the league right now. She's um, she's unbelievable. I think she scored the most points in the WNBA, if I'm not mistaken. What? Yeah, I think she scored the most. I think it was like, like I'm, I can't Google it right now, but. Yeah, I think she scored the most points in the WNBA. It's like 51 or something. Oh, in a game, in a single game. Yeah, yeah, yes. So when she comes and she hits the court and Coach Myers told you about it, you're like, oh, yep. I trust Coach Meyer. She knew what she was talking about. <laughs> yep, we're good. Well, first, we're all right. I tried to be best friends with her, and we we <laughs> she didn't talk much. <laughs> she, she didn't talk much, but she, she was, you know, well, she wasn't open. She was away from home well, and um you know now we have we have a, a really good relationship back back then we were like two bulls in a, in a, in a china shop like argh, argh, trying to trying to wrestle each other and figure it out um and you know with age and maturity you know comes mending so um, i'm glad that we have a really good relationship now so when you guys when you finally got to the sort of the mountaintop right your your co-acc champ your number five in the country your ncaa tournament how fulfilling was that It was, it felt great um, in the moment. It was like bittersweet because one, we had to share. Yeah, we had to share in ACC. And then we only made it to the second, we only made it to the second round. We didn't make it to the Sweet 16. We didn't make it to the Elite Eight like like our men's basketball team did this year. So how bad do you Um, want that? How bad do you want that now that you're coaching? That's everything. That is everything. And me and coach, we talk about it. I'm like, listen, you've never been, I've never been. What better time with us back together? This is going to happen. And with our recruiting class that we have coming in, that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Like, listen, Josh, it's, it's going up. It's going up. And you might want to be on the elevator. <laughs> I, might be on, I think it's more like a rocket ship. I don't want to be on an elevator, man. I will be on the rocket ship when that thing takes off. Yeah. So, we're, so you're, you're right. It is a rocket ship. Delete that part. Totally take it out. We are on a rocket ship. You got to think bigger. You got to do better. Come on, No, no, no. I don't need to think anything. I don't need to think anything. You need to think bigger. I'm already thinking big. You need to think bigger. All right. Just go go uh, text that to Coach Meyer. Just say rocket ship. We're in. All right. (laughs) See you, Coach. Have a good night. Hey, thank you, Josh. Bye-bye. Miami-Dade County is partnering with you to help keep our community safe from COVID-19 now and in the future. Do your part by getting your booster, staying home if you're sick, and getting tested if you think you have symptoms. We'll keep doing our part to protect our children's education and ensure testing, vaccines, and boosters are available for all so that our entire community continues to thrive. It's our best plan. For more information, visit miamidade.gov coronavirus.